This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. On the weekend over at AMI-audio, folks, catch the pulse this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time. This week, Joita speaks with Ashley Nemeth, former contributor, actually, on this program back in the day, about her journey as a blind parent raising three children. That's the pulse this Saturday and Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on AMI-audio. Also available on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube. Kelly McDonald here, Ramya Muthan at the studio in Toronto. I'm hanging out here at the home studio in London, Ontario. And every Friday as we send you into the weekend, we get into a bit of tech stuff with John Beeler. Hi, I'm John Beeler, technology expert from Vancouver. Join me on Kelly and Ramia where I share the latest app, mobile and tech news. Everything from accessibility and product launches to privacy and security. We'll cover the gamut. So we got some Android, some Google, but we're going to Start with Apple today, John, because they're testing out their uh, stolen device feature for iPhones. Is this a, or sorry, stolen device protection feature for iPhones? So is this part of 17.2 or what's going on? This is actually part of 17.3. This is uh, currently in beta testing. Okay. And Mm -hmm. essentially what this does is just adds a few extra layers of security should your phone fall into uh, someone else's hands. Um, it's a very common practice for thieves to sort of scope out a person. They might watch them unlock their phone and then try to either pickpocket or steal it some other way. And they already know how to get into the phone, which is quite often all they need to go in and change everything and then take control of your life literally. So what Apple has done with this um, device protection system is If you're not at home or work or basically any of the normal places you would typically go, um, it's actually going to require two biometric scans to change any of these settings. So, for example, changing the unlock code or changing even your face ID code for, or, you know, your face ID or your your fingerprint, those types of features. Once the thief has the ability to change that, then your phone is lost to you. Right. And Mm -hmm. so now... Uh, with this new system, and this is something you can opt into, um, you have the ability to set it so that you have to do two scans within, uh, separated by an hour. And if you're oh. not at your home work location, and that's probably going to be pretty impossible for a thief to do uh, unless you're uh, kidnapped. <laughs> so, right. um, so this makes it basically impossible for them to change pretty much any settings, including having access to your saved passwords, which is often the main uh, goal for a thief to get into your phone, because then they can go and have access to your banking accounts, everything. And uh, this will prevent that uh, pretty much 100% of the time. Okay, so Um, it's what? It'll prompt you for the first scan, and then it'll say, catch you back in an hour for the second? Yes. Yeah, it's not unlike when you... Did you say you can't it's be not at like home when you try to unlock your phone? Hmm. Wait, John, what? Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, it's not it's not unlike when you try to unlock your phone yeah. and right. you've put in the wrong password. It, eventually it'll say, you know, let's try again in 10 minutes. Yes, yes. This will actually right. say yep. try again in an hour uh with yeah. your biometric uh unlock. Uh, okay. So 
did you say something, John, and maybe I misunderstood you, that you have to do it, you won't be able to do it from home or at work or something? There was something you said there that I, I just wanted to go over again when you first mentioned it. There won't be a delay if there won't be a delay if you're at home or work. Basically, if you've okay. identified those locations, right. yes. Apple Maps, for example, um, then it'll know. Well, you're you're at a safe place. You're probably trying to legitimately change your your ID or your password or what have you, or access those things. The delay only happens if you're away from home and you're trying to train change a critical uh, password or uh, authentication mechanism <sighs> on the phone itself. That seems a little iffy to me. You know, like because if you're people uh i don't want to get too deep into this but like if the person who's trying to get into your phone knows your routines knows your regular whereabouts and then they know about this feature isn't that an easy hack then or i guess it uh, depends because well, well, it, there's also the biometric side of things so yeah i mean they would literally have to come and flash your phone in your face yeah to unlock I sleep it. a lot, John, like it could happen. Well, um, I was just going to say, I guess in theory, yes, I guess someone could pick up your phone yeah. and put somebody but now you now they've quote, got to work trust, like, unquote. Yeah, you got to work hard on all these different factors. I, it is what, it is. This good. is for the person that takes it and runs out, sits there at the mall and yeah. works with their stolen phones and it's and a tries simple enough solution it. as well. Like we're talking time frames, right? Like, that, yeah. as you said, within an hour, what's going to change a lot can change well yeah and it gives that time where you're like hey you know is this worth my time or what do i do with this or i'm at a different place and there's so many things that maybe in retrieval you could actually do before people get in there apple uh, is working i, I, I think cool. what i think what this does is it puts up a big big red flag on stealing an apple phone yes right it's just going to be an extra speed bump for them. This is not, yes. you know, insurmountable, um, but for the most part, the average person will just keep moving on and find a different device to steal. It's good enough. Yeah, and, like, and even if it's people related to you or like an ex or something like that, doing something, wanting to, like about, it's yeah. really to keep the bulk of the people who would take your phone. Apple's yeah. just overall building, trying to build better trust with the uh, consumer. And, you know, they've yeah. always done a pretty good job with that, in my opinion. And they've fought for the consumer as well in different contexts. And this is just, you know, building that trust, continuing to on the momentum. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, Google introduces new feature to give you more control over location data. What's this all about, John? Yeah, so... Um... This basically gives you a, a lot more uh, controls and it gives you the ability to completely delete your location information right on your device. Uh, typically what happens when you're using, say, Google Maps or something like that, it's tracking your locations. You can go back and see where your device has been uh, for the last little while, yeah. and then you have the ability to delete that. And it's currently stored in the cloud. And it is encrypted and only you can see it, but any of your other devices that are logged in have the ability to see that data as well. But they're now giving you the option to store it locally on the device itself, which will then prevent any other devices that are logged in from seeing right. that information. Uh, it stays on your device and it can be deleted on your device. All you have to do is tap on your little blue icon in Google Maps and it'll show you all of your options and it'll show you your timeline as well. So the customization is what they're going for here. And I guess privacy by extension, obviously. Uh, is there, yeah. is this something that people would be concerned about? Like it seems a very specific as a, as an option. 
Well, I think what it does is it it removes the cloud from the equation. Sure. Uh, right. A lot of people don't like their location information being stored in the cloud because it could still be compromised, mm-hmm. uh, even though it's encrypted. Um, or if, say, your Android uh, tablet gets stolen, it is logged in already to all that stuff. And literally, that thief could then track your phone usage based on the location of the phone right. because it's the cloud um this basically moves that all into the local device and keeps it in, sort of in that realm instead uh, i think that's probably the sort of the the juicier part of this uh this update um this also i mean it's not uncommon for couples to track their spouse or significant other as well and this will also remove that uh, functionality as well that's what i was thinking more about like it's interesting that we're kind of doing this where you know how we generically more talk about opting in, opting out, where now the options are all there. You can share your location. You can share your everything, your photos, your whatever. It's all up in the cloud. It's all shareable with your other devices, with people that you have plans with, family connections, etc. But then they give you the option to remove everything. To shut also. it off. Yeah. To prevent it. Mm. Because yeah, people I do think this with relationships, right? With relationships, if things change, life changes, oh, whether God, it's circumstances. Yeah. And yeah. that's and I think that'll also John handle itself too, even for people who have work phones and things like that. And and what you yes. can and what work will say, give me that phone back. You're done. Yeah. That but I, I think like you said before, Ramya, about what Apple was doing with the stolen device protection, this just gives more comfort to Android users and or specifically Google Maps users, because this also mm-hmm. extends to iOS mm-hmm. uh, in knowing that your location information isn't being uh, shared externally from your device. Because um, we've seen a lot of cases where, you know, they can get a, 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 um, a court order to go and look at your, yep. your location data, you know, for various reasons and that kind of thing. If it's not in the cloud, there's nothing to get. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's on you. Like you can make these decisions for yourself. Some service provider out there is not making those decisions for you. That's and right. It, honestly. And it's not black and white. Yeah. And just tracking the trajectory of where we are now and the kinds of things we can do is fabulous, right? Like, remember the the times when if you didn't have your location data, you didn't have access to maps, you didn't have access to GPS, you didn't have access to X, Y, and Z if you weren't online. Now we're putting everything online, but also saying, hey, stored locally. Anything from, you know, your dictation to your maps to your conversations with Siri, it's fantastic. And, and more storage makes that so much more possible. Yeah. And I think that's what we just had to wait for. It's the technological advancements. You want to talk about um, sticking with Android, the uh, personal safety app that you can share medical details with first responders? Yeah, this is something that has been available on the iPhone and Apple Watch for mm-hmm. quite a while, since 2020. Through health, uh, but now right? It's coming... I'm sorry? Through health, through the health app? Yeah, it's just sort of there. Um, but what's interesting about the personal safety app is you go in it and you put in your medical information, like your, you know, your allergies, your emergency contact, any pre-existing medical conditions, and then when you place that nine one one call, it actually will transfer that data automatically from the app to the call center. So those responders will have that information. You don't have to say any of it. It's just there. They'll know. And that gets transmitted to the ambulance. It's coming to help you, that type of thing. So they're just much more prepared before they even get to you to deal with whatever the situation is. 
Yeah. Well, if you're unconscious and you have, whether it's an allergy to something, you're on blood thinners or something like that, they need to know. Something where you would use before, maybe that uh, alert bracelet that told them what, what it could. Um, this is just one of those other ways, a simpler way, a tool that you can load up that if they, and you're, you know, let share it, like who, who cares? And same with medications or whatever it might be that you can give them to give them a fighting chance that saves time mm -hmm. and mistakes that are no one's fault. Now, are, are people still concerned about the, uh, privacy and the things that could go wrong around this? I mean, obviously everyone's scared in just a general point of view, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I I think this falls into the same category as the other things we've been mm -hmm. talking about. This should be encrypted and locally available only on your device. Right. Um, yep. The only downside to this particular app is that, A, you have to go and install it. You have to then populate it. Uh, it's not sort of default on all Android devices. Um, and currently, it's only available for the Nothing phone and Google Pixels 4 through 8. So it's not a wide release, but it's presumably going to be coming. I think it's just more a limitation of um, the the Android technology on other devices. They can't guarantee it's going to work properly, uh, whereas this actually just shares during the, the emergency call itself. This is a really good use case, though. Like, I think that mm -hmm. this makes a lot of sense. Like, we need to start bridging that gap, especially in the medical realm, uh, with all this technology and with the availability of the information that we're putting out there, not to mention, you know, real time, as you said, right? We're now able to, like, with the smart devices and with wearables, we have all the opportunity in the world for you people bet. to have the information who need it when they come in and have to deal with emergencies and first response. Yeah. Well, so. we're comfortable with people seeing how many steps we take. Why wouldn't yeah. we be comfortable with somebody seeing Gosh. that I'm on blood thinners and I need care at a car crash? My Apple Watch alone is going to tell you everything you need, you know, for the last X amount of days or weeks or whatever, just because I have it on. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, and, and this, the, the, I think that the, the key thing with this is that um, once you've set it up, you know, when you're not in distress, um, this is automatic, right? Like exactly. you don't have to do anything. Uh, and this does extend to some uh, Android watches as well. So effectively, if you were in a car accident or you fell off your bike or right. whatever, um, it would automatically do all the things that you need an actual person to do yeah. automatically. Yeah, it deals with the emergency. Exactly. John, this is so cool. Thank you so much. And we'll chat with you next Friday for a special version of our app update before Can't we wait. go into the holidays. Okay, take care. Take care. John Beeler joins us for our app update, and this is on Fridays. We also like to bring in the show on Mondays with tech, so we're kind of bookending mm -hmm. things. Kind of make sure we take care of it, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you want. Uh, first, the first treatment to use gene editing tool, that is, has been approved by the FDA down in the States there. Mark Phoenix, he's got the latest for us on the buzz next. We'll talk to him in two minutes. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.